ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive Edinburgh welcome for Johnny and the Baptists! Those sounded great, man. All right. I'm proud of you. It is another week. week. Another week. It's week seven of this podcast. Can you believe we've... Th- so we've now had six full weeks we've done, which is 25 episodes. Yep. Um, God, it's too many. <laughs> people have said that. Um, <laughs> they say, yeah, we've got emails. <laughs> first of all, um, if you're still listening, and, and lots of you are, thank you. Um, Paddy, how are you? Mm-hmm. I'm okay. You I'm, had a concussion. I'm, yes, which I've sort of recovered from fully. Yeah. Um, they've said that it might be like, uh, well, upon re-examination, originally it was like, oh, it might be two or three days. And then it was like, oh, it might be more like a week. And mm. I think I'm falling somewhere in between. I've okay. got back. I've no longer got a headache. I'm no longer dizzy. I'm no longer nauseous. All good. Um, all good. And the scar on my head is, is healing. Can I see it? Uh, well, yeah, that does look better. Yeah, much better. Um, and uh, but I'm still uh, finding it tricky to multitask, and um, my hand-eye coordination is still a little bit uh, waffly. I don't want to say anything rude here. Okay, but you're about to clearly. <laughs> so no, I'm not. I wouldn't say multitasking mm. is my. I mean. Forte? Is no, that... I don't know what to say without being... I don't want to be in any way unkind, but <laughs> you don't multitask anyway, do you? I mean, it's like you, you're somebody who's very good at focusing on one thing and then getting it done. That's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. But you get very stressed if there's you have to do more than one... I mean, like, it's not something you can do... Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean again, I'm really trying not to be No, unkind. no, you're not. You're not. Yeah, it's, just... No, but it's, it's an interesting thing because I... Where I excel at multitasking okay. is in uh, physical stuff. Right. I can I can tap my foot in one time oh, signature whilst playing guitar, absolutely. singing, and and focusing on absolutely hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, great. But where I think I fall down, and this is why I think we make quite a good team, mm-hmm. is I don't think either you or I are particularly good at more than one thing going on at once, and thereby working together. We have the skills of one person. <laughs> I certainly don't have, and I think the difference between... I mean, I think about this quite a lot at the moment. I'm, I'm a relatively competent pianist. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm a very poor guitarist with uh, gusto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you put, you put the effort in. I can play the cello mm-hmm. um, to... A sort of grade five at school standard, um, and I think I'm a good singer. Or there's there's things about singing that I do very well, mm. but I am more of a performer than a musician. I'm more of a comedian than a musician, um, and I, I sometimes when we're in sort of musical territory feel a little out of my depth. I definitely have very good pitch, and I can. Sorry, this isn't just. Uh, what else am I good at? <laughs> and what else am I lovely at? Look at look at this. Look at this no, drawing no, no. I've done. The thing that stops me, I think, from being a proper musician, is I cannot separate um, mathematically two things at once. I can't play an intricate bass line in my left hand and an intricate treble line in my right hand like a proper pianist. Sure. I mm. can't. Um, 
I can I can play the drums insofar as I can I can use one foot and two hands, but they can't really cross each other. No. Um, I couldn't do what Sting does, which is sing lead vocals whilst playing a bass line that doesn't necessarily have the same rhythm. But to give yourself credit, that is the only difference between you and Sting. That is true. Other than that, Sting and I are actually very well, pretty, we're both, yeah, similar. Both married to Trudy Styler, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I always think there's something. There's something. Musicians are very, very creative, artistic people, but there's also something mathematic in what mm. they do. There's also something very purely logical mm-hmm. that I can't tap into that bit of my brain, and I, I've tried so hard. Like, I can write music where um, one hand is doing one thing and the other hand is doing the other, and I know what they'll sound like, but I can't play it myself. I, c- I completely understand mm. that, but I, I I think that... I think you do yourself down a little bit. I think that... I've often thought this about you. Um, I think that you work in a trade where... Yeah, I mean, you and I are both musicians and comedians. Mm. And... Uh, I think that I've certainly grown in confidence as a comedian uh, and I'm often surrounded by comedians and now that I find myself often being treated on the same level as them uh, I've started to have more faith in myself as a comedian because at the end of the day a lot of your feedback that'll prove that hypothesis is whether or not you can make people laugh and whether or not you can construct uh, a narrative or hold people's attention. Both things that I think I've gotten far better at since starting becoming a comedian. However, with being a musician, I think occasionally you find yourself, as you say, in rooms with me and Rob um, and Tom, for instance, and we'd all be working on a record. And you're the sort of person who... You're very... um, What's the word? You're very... You don't want to get in the way and you're you're a bit scared to interact with it sometimes if you think you're going to hinder the process. Whenever whenever you do, you don't hinder the process, you help it. But I understand that fear because a lot of music has it has a lot of buzzwords which comedy doesn't really have. Um I suppose it's that's quite true. easy to get scared by the lexicon of music and by the mathematics, as you say. Whereas actually it's just things that a lot of it's it's just shortcuts that you don't necessarily know, and so you go, oh, okay, it's something I won't get involved with. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I just also think there's something... Yes, it is a shared language. Mm. Um, but I think, as I, I assume all vocalists feel this as well, which is um, you're not quite part of the band... Mm. Unless you're playing something, I can see why a lot of vocalists really want to play, like like play guitar or keys, uh, you know, or bass as well as yeah, singing, sure. because it's sort of then you're like part of the of the. I'm, I'm trying to think of a word. Of you're the, doing a movement that does describe <laughs> it very well. You're yeah. part of the beat. You're part of the. Uh, you're not just a sort of silly frippery on top. I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, I I completely know what you mean. It's um. Like, you're not part of what my dad would call the engine room. Yes, um, that's it. Like, you, you feel like you, you can, sure, you can be at the helm of the ship, but at the end of the day, you're not the one shoveling coal. And I don't think that that... I can see why one would think that, and it's why I often don't like just singing. I like also doing something with my hands, because I'm like, oh, look at me, I can do different things. I suppose. I always um, think that there's probably... I, I like playing the piano and singing, and I like playing the guitar and singing... 
on stage together, but I genuinely feel that when I play the piano and sing mm. on a song like Hey Dad on mm-hmm. stage, yeah, I'm not thinking about... I'm thinking about the soul of the song, but not the comedy of the song. And yeah. I think often you have to be thinking musically and comedically at the same time for us. And if I play the piano on top, I tend to just play the piano and sing musically. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Well, there's 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 an interesting thing in, in that exact song. There's been... Do you remember that gig in... um Oh, Christ. It was in Hebden Bridge where you and Josie got stuck on that train. Yes. And couldn't make it to the show. Yes. Um, and so uh, it was just me and Grace Petrie and Kirsty Newton. Um, and uh, so Kirsty and I did the entirety of the Baptist set. And what we sort of had to do was give my parts to Kirsty, and then I took over your part. Yes. But I was still trying to play guitar because Kirsty is is an exceptionally good pianist, but a lot of our songs are guitar driven. Sure. Um, and so uh, I had to do Hey Dad. Uh, because it was one of the club bangers of that show that we were touring, <laughs> and what was interesting, and uh, and you'll see why. Hits. Oh yeah, exactly, grade A. Um, and this isn't me blowing smoke up my own ass, but I did Hey Dad very well, and I was like, that's interesting because I've never performed Hey Dad before. Mm. I've played guitar on it so often, and I've uh, and I comp. It's a song where I comp. We compensate for one another, where I know if the laugh takes too long, I'm going to add half a beat there. And you know that you might have to hold that note for an extra two seconds so that I can catch up and the rhythm can yeah, be yeah. set. And what was amazing is, hey, Dad, which I was so terrified to do, I did, and it is identical, other than the fact that obviously I'm a different singer to you and a different instrument. Rhythmically, melodically, it's identical to the recording of it because I've heard you sing it so many times that instead of being like, oh, I have to perform this as the narrative that Johnny performs it as, I had to just be a parrot right. and go, I know the exact uh, <laughs> I know the exact sounds this man makes. And yeah. when he does... <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> exactly, this is when you look at the YouTube video of it and it's me going... <laughs> but, and, and so I, I did it. It's, it's almost on autopilot, like copying, copying a sound that someone else is making or doing an impression of them. Um, so I found it very easy to sing and play it at the same time, but I'm sure I didn't give it the weight that it deserved. But I don't think anyone noticed because I've heard you give it the weight it deserves so much. I just well, had to copy what you do. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should move on because I'm scared that we're disappearing up our own... Oh, yeah, here. we're going to have to make base we're... camp somewhere in the colon soon. <laughs> Yeah, and we are literally, that's such a dad joke, and we are quite literally talking about our own songs, and no one wants to hear that. So, um, <laughs> I had a thought this week, which I wanted to bring up. I am, um, uh, I, I, I'm not from money, um, uh, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I always said, as a joke, I always used to say when people say, what are you going to do when you're older? And I just, uh, as a joke, I was just saying, I'm going to marry money. Um, that's because I thought that was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, um, uh, anyway, but I'm not from money, unfortunately. And, um, I, uh, I've got a very posh voice, so people often don't realise that. But, um, that's not the point. The point I was trying to make is I've had a very unusual thought during the lockdown or a very unusual feeling, which is, um, my landlady, and we've discussed this before, mm-hmm. 
is very kind and also I think in a financial position to do this she told me I could stop paying rent for three months Mm. because all of my work had dried up and that was her first reaction to the lockdown she's a good human being Um, I appreciate that um, very much I um, my main uh, expenses are childcare, mm-hmm. which was all cancelled. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do, and rent, which was all cancelled, um, and qu- quite a lot of Ubers actually, um, <laughs> uh, which I'm quite embarrassed about. And <laughs> um, um, just got very lazy somehow. I then got a government grant, you know, the self-employment. Thing. Yeah. This year, they literally paid me not to go to Edinburgh. Right. Yeah. That's, that's why the government were like, don't take a show to Edinburgh. Here's some free money if you don't go. Um, so like most self-employed people, I was able to get some money from that. And I lost... And for the first time in my life, and I know that I'm in an unusual position, you've had to keep paying your rent. Mm-hmm. You've had to... like, Which is really unfair. Um, and... Um, for the first time in my life, I've felt what it's like to have no financial pressure in your head at all. Right. How rich people live. Right. And I wanted to bring that up this week because it's like 25% less mental health issue. <laughs> okay. What's happened is when, since I was 16, I've needed to support myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and... <laughs> Um, I hadn't realised how hard that is. I'm not saying it's wrong. Of course, you've got to support yourself. I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> um, but you take away that stress. Mm. You're so much freer. It's so lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like I slept better. Right. And I just, it just, uh, anyway, I just thought it was worth noting because there's so many people who. I mean, the leader of this company, almost pretty much sort of 80% of his cabinet, um, I'm pretty sure the leader of the Labour Party now, it's Keir Starmer, um, they're all people who haven't ever really had to think about money, who've always been fine. Um, the, the the president of, of America, I won't say his name, um, the cunt one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you've seen <laughs> all him. All these people, yeah. all these people, these inheritors. Yeah. They've never had to think about money. I know this seems like quite a facile point, but but it's just extraordinary. This lockdown's been stressful and really miserable and really hard, and I've had to do, uh, like, I, I, I've had to do childcare and try and keep our work going, and we've had to find new ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't thinking about that finance. I was thinking about, oh, well, when this ends, there's going to be a repercussion because my industry's sort of disappeared and I don't know how we're going to fix this mm. um, but I don't tend to think long term it's not how I I can't really think beyond about a month yeah for the first time in my life that was just totally lifted God, and God, I didn't realise yeah and I, I'm sorry you haven't had I mean we, we've had bits of work come in and I I was I, 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 I should you know as we've discussed I'm, I always knew that if you got into trouble we'd, we'd I'd share that money with you and um I'm sorry you haven't had as easy a ride of it, which is because of this, because of your rent. Oh, yeah, but it's, you know, I mean, it. what fascinated me was, I think, uh, when you told me that your landlord had uh, suspended your rent, um, I think 
in my head, I went, oh, that's, I mean, how bloody brilliant. That's great. Oh, and then they talked about the mortgage, the mortgage holidays and the government said, oh, yeah. I'm going to be And I thought, oh, so, right, it's just a matter of time until my landlord does. <laughs> um, and it turns out, I think, I think it's 7% of landlords have made, and it's not 7% of landlords have suspended rent. 7% of landlords have adjusted rent in this period. So we can probably safely assume that for a lot of people that is like, oh, they've given you 100 quid off. Or, you know, they've given you 50 quid off or whatever. And uh, <laughs> you know, talking to you and then talking to a number of the rest of my friends who have been like, well, no, like, of, of course I still have to pay my rent. And, you know, yeah. uh, it's, oh, I mean, I think I've already spoken about this on the podcast a bit, but just we're just in the midst of this saga of them also, they can't legally evict me right now, but the, the flat is in the process of being sold. And it's uh, that hasn't slowed down, or at least it, that they've tried to not let it slow down. It's only myself and Weedo and Deuteronomy pushing back on it that we've been able to even still be here right now. It's it's madness, but you know there's no legislation saying that they have to do anything. So that's what, well, know. they can't evict you can't now evict for you. another for another two months. No, beyond the original three. I think you should stop paying your rent. Because they're going to make you leave as soon as this is over. So yeah, I think you should they're going skip. to take my deposit. Yeah, so skip more than a month. Yeah. Like, stop now, and they'll be like, where's the money? You say, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. They can't, they're not allowed to come to your house. Yeah. They're not allowed in. They're not allowed to evict you. Mm. Um, they So from the day they evict you, just make sure you're in the... In the if there's any landlords or landladies listening, um, don't... Yeah. don't don't do that. I mean, as in, don't continue to be a landlord or, or landlady. It's a it's a horrible thing to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't 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 profit from uh, what should essentially be a basic human right, yeah. the ability to live somewhere. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's God. It's the a, thing is, is that me out just thinking about it. Sorry. If you make money through any other means, you know, if you if you uh, invest your money in anything else, you mm. expect it to go up and down. Mm. As, um, this is this is if you invest money uh, in someone else paying you in order for them to live, mm. and you make money off that. Yeah, it's pretty ugly anyway. But yeah, it goes up and it goes down. And right now, it should be going down. You should have, you should be. They should not pay anything right now, mm. and you should be able to deal with that because that's what an investment is. Put your money in bees. Put your money in bees. Yeah. What are we going to keep from this episode, and what are we going to excise? Because it's been a hodgepodge, <laughs> um, and it's been quite unlike... The first half was deeply um, self-indulgent, and the second half, we let a lot of our politics out when we said we would make this show be about mental health and not politics. Well, it's been a long week, so... Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know it's Monday... But yeah. <laughs> but days don't mean anything. <laughs> exactly. But also, I think the nature of a, a mental health podcast and a conversation between two people talking about that is going to be that it that it shifts and sometimes it gets weird and sometimes it's very normal, sometimes it's very dull, sometimes it's very exciting. So something for everyone. That's what I want to think of it as. But seriously, if you if you do make a lot of money um, from some sort of from from having a, a number of buy to let houses and mm. and. and um, and do that. What I would recommend you invest in instead is um, 
patreon.com forward slash Johnny and the Baptists. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and you'll get a huge return on your investment in the form of extra episodes. An extra episode a week. Yeah. Um, but you probably, you know, if you if you sell all of your, give your properties to their current tenants mm. um, and instead just subscribe to this podcast, you yeah. might not still go to hell. Yeah, absolutely. We're very much the people who are in charge of the reparations that get you into heaven. That's our That's... role now. <laughs> we, we applied, yeah, and uh, we and didn't expect to get the job. They didn't get back to us, but you know, no news is good news in my book. So, so you can also visit our coffee, which is ko-fi.com slash baptists, where you can buy us coffee. And we would like to uh, thank everyone who has donated over the last week, because we... Uh, are matching those donations and sending it onto the community bail funds that we've been talking about in the previous week's episodes. Uh, you can still go and check that out if you go to tinyurl.com slash J-A-T-B donate. That's and tinyurl.com. Yeah, tinyurl. Here he comes. That's the donate. Hello, everybody. And yes, and we just recorded our Patreon episode for... Uh, release on we release one on the weekends and uh, it, we're noticing a theme that we seem to talk a lot about musicals. Yeah, so, I don't know why. I've no idea why, but if you know if that's your bag, get involved. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um, can I also say? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm an enormous fan. Yeah. Of the comedy, and the friendship, of John Luke Roberts. Oh. So am I. I didn't mean to sound surprised when I said that. No, no, it's just it's, a, it's an just, odd thing to throw in at the end. The reason I said that is John Luke listens to this podcast and recently he said, um, you talk about how much you love lots of different people and how wonderful they are, and I'm meant to be um, one of your very best friends in the world, and you never mention how much you care about me. And I was like, oh, well, I'll rectify that. That's lovely, and I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you've done that. Maybe we should start. I mean, I mean, Luke can be the first of many. Maybe we can. We should start one about the people that we love very much, and we should. We should call out. What's happened to your voice? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. There's so many people in this world that I love and appreciate, and I haven't said their names in this podcast. Maybe I should start doing that. Oh, are you a little emotional? Yeah, a little bit. Actually. A little bit. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I suddenly um, got quite on it there. <laughs> um. Well, if you don't know the work of John Luke Roberts, um, uh, look, look, look him up. Um, yep. He is a hilarious um, clown um, for hire, and um, yeah. uh, and I would recommend um, mm-hmm. if you are new to his work, put in John Luke Roberts chess, yeah, into YouTube. Go to John Luke Roberts's Twitter page and read the list of Police Academy um, sequels. <laughs> Police Academy sequels that he's made up. Yeah, he he made up. So there are seven, seven or eight Police Academy no. films that he did. I don't really. know. So he, he's made up uh, the rest of the Police Academy canon from nine to a thousand. Uh, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's it's quite an opus. It's absolutely <laughs> astonishing. Um. Well, it's nice to end on something lovely, though. That's really yeah. nice. Well, maybe we should try and do that more often. Yeah. Oh, sweet, man. Well, oh. I'm going out of this joyously. So. Oh, thanks. Well, it sounds high. like it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've had a fucking lovely time. So thanks, Johnny. <laughs> All right. Well, look, well done to you. And well done to you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you again tomorrow. Happy, happy Monday. Happy Monday. I love you, Johnny. I'll speak I love to you, tomorrow. too. Bye, darling. Bye, love. Bye.